You're listening to Money Talk on RTHK Radio 3. It's time to get a view from India, and I'm delighted to be joined by Radhika Rao, Senior Economist and Executive Director of DBS Bank Singapore. Good morning, Radhika. Hey, morning. Hey. It's uh, delighted to have you on the show today. Now, I want to start with elections in India, because there's state elections this month and then general elections coming up in 2024. But let's start with the state ones, particularly since they're earlier. How much influence does the state government have on the business and financial community versus national government? Um, happy to be here. So suddenly, I think uh, India is heading into a very busy political uh, or election calendar. Um, you know, the state elections of five states are going up for polls. Uh, the uh, you know the polls have already started uh, earlier this week. Uh, of these five, uh, three are quite important states. Uh, of which one is where the ruling party is in power and the other two is in the hands of the opposition. Uh, so coming back to your question on how important this is, uh, you know, usually state elections, as any other provincial elections does, uh, a lot of what happens closer to the ground matters, you know, in terms of, uh, you know, the kind of infrastructure you come in touch with, the kind of uh, bureaucracy you come in touch with. So those are local issues that really dominate how these elections go. In the past, that has had very little bearing on what has happened in the national elections. Uh, you know, we can take 2018, 2019, for example, as well. Uh, but uh, taking that to what does that mean for the business and investment community? Certainly, any, any foreign investor or any domestic investor, um, you know, the f- first touch point is, are the states. Uh, so, you know, how willing are they uh, and how proactive are they with their labor reforms, with their, uh, you know, the other uh, regulatory reforms and all of that. So uh, certainly very, very important uh, for the right government to be at force. So uh, we do think state elections will be very important, uh, not so much for the national elections of which way that goes, uh, but certainly for the business community. Uh, so positive outcome uh, will be seen very positively by the investment community as well. Okay. Can state government tax organizations first, or is that just the national government? Um, Sorry, I didn't catch that question. Um, Can they set taxes at state level on organizations, or is that just the responsibility of the national government? So there are a few taxes that are set at the state level. Um, you know, uh, things like some of the commodities and things like some of the petrol, tobacco, uh, stamp duties, these come under the state jurisdiction. Uh, so they, uh, you know, those changes could come. But I think this is far lower than what used to have earlier. In 2017, a unified uh, GST, as goods and services tax, was announced uh, by the government. Um, and that was, that basically subsumed many of the indirect taxes. So since then, times have gotten simpler. Uh, but there are some state taxes that are still outside the purview uh, of the of the GST. So talking about things getting simpler and bureaucracy, already the state's leading the way in reducing that bureaucracy. Uh, they are. I think um, I'll give you a very uh, you know, good example that, that many of the foreign investors, uh, particularly who are coming into the country, uh, they certainly weigh one state over the other, right? Uh, you know, in terms of uh, the facilities they offer, access to the port, logistical infrastructure backbone and all of that. So many of the states, in fact, one state that really stands out is Tamil Nadu, which is in the southern part of the country. Uh, that has attracted, attracted many big names. Um, you know, Foxconn is one. It has one of its largest uh, uh, manufacturing bases in the country in that state. 
state. Uh, there's another Vietnam-based WinFast that's looking at it's comparing Gujarat and Tamil Nadu to see where they could set up their base as well. Uh, so certainly for the companies, um, it, it comes down to how proactive the state governments are. And at this point, what we like to call competitive and cooperative federalism. Certainly states looking uh, to you know better themselves, but also making sure that it's largely in alignment with where the national government's policies are. Okay, well, let's move on to the national government and the general elections that are coming up in 2024. My understanding is most of the business community like Modi, but because of his business-friendly policies. How are the opinion polls right now? And how much of a risk is business seeing in a change of national government? Uh, so I think the opinion polls, the private opinion polls that are uh, coming in uh, still hold uh, Mr. Modi, who is the current uh, you know, prime minister, as well as a ruling party in quite strong stead. So the, the markets are not assuming any, um, you know, that they'll be challenged at the yeah. national level. Um, so you really don't see that fracture. But nonetheless, I'm sure uh, when you, you know, when the state election is coming up, the government would look at that as a litmus test. Uh, so there have been some uh, policy tweaks in terms of cooking gas, you know, changes, yeah, uh, food grain mm. ration that's giving out. Uh, so it does matter to them. Uh, so they will look at it closely. Uh, but nonetheless, I think opinion polls still still show that uh, the incumbent uh, is is in the lead. Yeah, I know one party wants to lower cooking gas, and I can't remember what the other party do, but does it get into a bit of competition of who's going to give the consumer the most prizes, and that links to votes? Uh, certainly, I know you do look at, um, uh, like I said, state elections in particular really matter to the person on the ground, so uh, in what kind of benefits he or she sees matter. Uh, but I think at the national level, um, the last few election cycles have kind of shown us that the government has tried to, uh, you know, veer uh, away from being extremely populist uh, and, and keep the money with the CAPEX plans, with the capital expenditure infrastructure plans. So that's been quite encouraging. Uh, but I think it, it usually is not a surprise if you see a bit of a, uh, you know, a pro, uh, pro people fiscal spending uh, as we head into the, to the busy uh, election calendar. Yeah, I think you get a bit of that everywhere. Anyway, how would you rate the current state of the Indian economy right now? Uh, so India is, I, I do think, at a very um, important and crucial juncture. Um, you know, growth uh, in 2023, uh, also coming off a strong growth in 2022, has been faring quite well. It's been among the fastest growing compared to its regional peers. Uh, it also finds itself uh, as you know facing very compelling prospects when it comes to um, the China Plus One strategy, attracting manufacturing companies, and what has always been a big source of strength for the country, which is services. Um, you know, services sector continues to do very well. In fact, if you see the recent exports, uh, they have uh, gone on to record levels. Uh, so I think the momentum is very positive um, coming out of the pandemic, and it, it has. Uh, manage to sustain that. Uh, but I think the uh, bigger thing will be how would you keep purchasing power up, uh, That which also means how would you keep inflation down. Uh, you know, if we are coming off an environment where rates have been hiked, inflation has been high as well. Uh, so that would be, I think, one of the bigger watch points besides the elections uh, going into 2024. But in terms of the activity momentum, uh, it's been holding up pretty okay. Uh, so I would think uh, whether, you know, anything exogenous, are something that's a seriously the wild cards. We've got about 30 seconds now. How is India embracing and benefiting from artificial intelligence? 
um you know india is uh, has uh, quite a bit of brain power in terms of uh, like services sector uh, and i'm sure artificial intelligence is also one of the uh, you know segments that is receiving a lot more attention uh, so i think at this point is quite nascent but you've seen a lot of startups um you know you've seen a lot of uh, institutions that have been gearing themselves towards it okay. uh, so this will become a part of the digital architecture uh, well, i sure. believe billionaire flipkart founder is getting ready to launch a stealth AI startups. So definitely things happening in that area. So thank you very much to Radhika Rao, Senior Economist and Executive Director of DBS.